Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Footy. Pretty good. Just. Uh, so congratulations, first of all. Uh, you've both finished top four this year. Thank you. Uh, the Thanks, AFL man. 2020 season, against all odds, the home and away season has finished. They did it. It's incredible. We didn't think it would happen. The amount well, we of did. fuck-ups along the way, though, like... It was it's it, it was nearly derailed like repeatedly. It was like, no, no, we'll we'll be okay. We'll just have no crowds there. All right, all right, Victoria. Okay, no more games in Victoria, but it's okay. We got Sydney. Okay, no more. Everyone's on the Gold Coast. But well done, Tom. <laughs> We've done it. We've gone back to back. We have top four back to back. Yeah, yeah, that's um, big. We it's finished good. in the exact same spot as last year. You finished a little worse off, but um, don't worry, mate. It's all good. It's all right, mate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. look. Traditionally, I don't want to finish first because if we established using the Luke Hodge statistic, first place yeah. doesn't necessarily win. Um, Rarely wins a flag. The flag. Yeah, suck shit, Port Adelaide. <laughs> I mean, they've got another like factor working in for them too, though, with the whole leap year round one thing. Yeah, yeah. Footy's biggest stat. That one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Especially yeah. fuck if it comes true, which fingers crossed it doesn't. Fuck. Ken Hinckley and all those Port Adelaide cunts wearing those medals. But <laughs> if it does, statisticians all over the fucking planet, their dicks, their balls, their fucking assholes, fucking whatever <laughs> they've got going on, all exploding. <laughs> oh, man. I've got some good stats, too, for uh, just around some final stats. Uh, so this is mm-hmm. the first time in VFL, AFL history where St. Kilda, Richmond and Geelong are all playing in the same final series. Yeah, that's fucked up. Wow. That's insane. Mm. And, like, that's going back to, like, when it was a top four. So, I don't know what's going on there. I personally blame Richmond and St. Kilda because Geelong are pretty consistent, you know? So, well, only in the last, like, 20 years prior to that. We had that run in the 90s. Yeah, unsuccessfully. We, but we still made finals is what I mean. It was sort yeah. of St. Kilda in the wilderness for ages. Didn't St. Kilda make back-to-back grand finals in the 90s? Oh, no, they... Yeah. Prelims. You're thinking prelims. 
Well, there you go. And anyway, Geelong was in that uh, final series, so I think it's I think it's Richmond's fault. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Mm, feels good. Right, let's dive in, boys. Let's just get into it. Chaotic last round. Uh, the final, the top eight was decided before we got to the end of the round, but the order was not. And the last game actually could have had the potential to reorder the entire top eight, so they couldn't they couldn't work on the finals fixture until Monday night when the game has concluded. Which I think that's pretty exciting, pretty juicy. Gil would be happy with that result. Not only did they get through the home and away season, but the final game actually mattered. Like yeah. there was a few games like in here where you know teams had to win or were winning so they could be in a good position, a la a West Coast, a Geelong, a Brisbane, that kind of thing. And there was a few teams playing to get in, but there was a couple of sort of absolute dead rubbers. Uh, uh, Adelaide versus Richmond. Well, well, uh, Richmond well, had to win that. No, because yeah, I think the oh, yeah, dead actually, rubbers. That's a good point. Yeah, Hawthorne and Gold Coast. For yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Correct. probably the only dead rubber. Yeah, I mean, there was one that ended up being a dead rubber, but if a different game went differently, then it would have been a fucking hot game. Yeah. Correct. All right, let's jump into it. Thursday night. North Melbourne kept West Coast Eagles scoreless in the first quarter for the first time since 1999, which is when Champion Data started. North Melbourne then went on to lose that game. What I love, boys, is it took until round 18 to probably get the worst game of football ever. (laughs) (laughs) This was awful. Uh, Like, North looked so good early and then just fell off a cliff and West Coast were just, like, dying to get to the end of this game. Yeah. Yeah, it was no good. <laughs> that, that's North's whole season. Yep. Started well and then died. They're, they also, after this game, so this game was finished on the Thursday. By Friday afternoon, they had delisted 11 players. And some big, two people from their leadership team they delisted. Yeah. And also players that they'd brought in in the last like two or three years to like play a role, to like yeah. get them to premiership window. They've just, they've gone wholesale clear out of. Uh, that's pretty yeah, crazy. That's-, that's like a quarter of their list. Yeah. Well, Maybe more. So, so hang on. <laughs> gets gets more insane. So they've, they've cleared out 11 players. They're also allowing Ben Brown to explore his options. So if he doesn't want to re-sign with North, they're preparing for that eventuality. They're also apparently letting Higgins explore a few different options. So I don't know where they're going to get... And, I, yeah. I know, I know the list caps are going to change next year, but what? who's playing for North? <laughs> on top of that, Tom... Like you can guarantee that Pollock's getting chopped around as well. Oh, absolutely. The Higgins one is interesting because I can't imagine they would get much back for him. Like, do they assume that they're going to get like a first round pick for Sean Higgins or something? Wouldn't He's probably got like one or two years left. It'll be the the only club that's sniffing for Higgins is the team is Geelong, who've been after looking at Higgins for like three or four years. So yeah, I don't know if we need him just quietly. <sighs> He'd be better than Jack Stephen. Just uh, well, Stephen had personally. a good. Stephen got good in like a big chunk of the year, and then just fell off a cliff again. So I, I think he'll take Stephen will be good, but I think a whole year out of football and then coming straight into a new team and COVID. Yeah. I think like he's a gun. I think you've just got to you've just got to manage his expectations, and I think Chris Scott's been pretty good with that. He's never played more than two or three games in a row. They're just. Letting him play, letting him train, and I reckon in a year or so, another year in the system at Geelong, he could be really good. Yeah. Anyway, North bad. Eagles sort of just 
grinding it out until they get yeah. five or six or seven players back. Which will happen no. next, the next game, apparently. Not all of them. Not all of them. No, yo, um, done for the year. Oh, is he really? Yep. Uh, I'd, I'd put a line through West Coast. I mean, I have already. I don't think they're going to win it. No, I... They'll probably go deep in finals, and to be honest, the biggest game for West Coast will be the first, the elimination final, where uh, yep. the hopes of Australia will be on their backs. <laughs> They'll win that, and then I think lose the next week. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. They're doing their job if they get that done. That's yep. all I could possibly <laughs> ask for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been kind of a massive week with clubs starting to announce delistings and uh, people kind of, like, trade stuff is sort of starting to happen, but it started happening... Almost immediately before the round had even finished, which it felt sooner than usual. I guess to get them home, honestly, like because yeah. they're in hubs, especially teams not competing in finals, you want to get them out and get them home and let them go back to yeah you know, their lives pretty quick. Because yeah, uh, there was right. another club that flushed out a bunch of players almost immediately after their game, and we'll get to them later. And uh, one of their players also in an exclusive news article that came out today is uh, getting independent medical testing for South Australian clubs. Oof. Hey, um, I wonder if clubs don't want to pay as well. So the season's over. They know we're not going to continue with this player. We don't want to pay for their hotel here. Let's ship them off back to Victoria. That actually makes sense. Maybe, yeah. yeah. There's also a bunch of delistings for teams in the finals. Like, I know Port delisted Port three or four players, four. yeah, just to be like, go home, you know, you're not going to get a game. Thanks for your service. Including, yeah. okay, guys, I've got another great stat. I've got I got a lot of good stats this week. So, Wiley cool. Buzzer was yep. delisted by Port Adelaide. Uh, he is the 16th player in AFL history to be playing on the, the list of a team that won a minor premiership the year before and then being traded to a team that then won the minor premiership the following year. So, was yep. that Geelong? Then goes to Port. However, he's the first player in history to play zero games in both those years. <laughs> Wiley, oh. bad luck, mate. Sorry, Buzz. <laughs> Do you reckon Geelong will take him back? Now he's been delisted again. I don't think so. Come home, uh, Buzz. Yeah, I mean, if they want to win the minor premiership next year, they might need him. <laughs> true, true. Hey, maybe he goes to Queensland. He's a Queensland boy, so maybe like Gold Coast yeah. or Brisbane will pick him up. Maybe. Nah, we'll be fine. Yeah, I reckon yeah. you'll be okay with your forward line. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, so next game. And this Ooh. one was big because finals are on the line and one team... Did the opposite of stood up. Fucking fell down hard. Fuck, I don't even... It, shambles. Just absolute shambles. Uh, Let's pivot look. away from that and go, how good is St. Kilda being back in the finals? Yeah. Uh, they've got a scary first game, but apart from that... No, no, no. I'm, I'm back in the Saints. Yeah, Oof. but it's scary. It's You'd much prefer to be playing like a... Collingwood? Actually, I guess if you're... No, no. If, you, if you're Saints... If, if you've you got could the play Sa- anyone... I mean, yeah, Tom, probably Collingwood. Yep. But yep. did you see the the record for how teams have gone against other top eight teams this year? The Doggies are like one and six with Jesus. a percentage Jeez. of like 60. They're horrible. Fucking hell. I assume- the, other end, the other end is uh, Brisbane. I was going to say, They're but it'd be you guys or Richmond would be the- yeah. uh, Brisbane, Richmond, Geelong. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If you had a beaten Collingwood, you'd probably be a bit higher, Tom. Oh, fuck. It kills me. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. And if you'd right. beaten Richmond- yeah. yeah, that hurt too. Yeah, I can't believe we lost to the Giants in round one. Wasn't it a comprehensive dismantling of the Geelong Football Club? It was a different they time. Like, it was a different time. It was a time when the Giants apparently gave a shit about football. Um, mm. 
<laughs> it looks like on the weekend they gave a shit about footy for about 10 minutes and then we're just like, nah, fuck. Our coach they sucks. Doing the same thing that they got criticized for before their. Uh, look, for any listeners where this is like kind of new information, Giants used to get really like criticized for having like a really star studded team, but they would have zero defensive efforts. Yeah. Like if they didn't have the ball, no one looked interested. So a lot of the time they'd kick really straight and when they had the ball, they'd look really dangerous. But when they didn't have the ball, fuck, they were pretty much just. Witch's hat. I uh, I think it's big be vibes a- of that again. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's going to be a wholesale clean out at uh, the west of Sydney. Um, yeah. I tell you what, Essendon when your team could probably make room for Toby Green if he wants to come to Essendon, <laughs> he would fit. Um, I'd take him. So, like St Kilda kicked seven goals five after half time to yeah. four behinds. Yeah. yeah, that's uh it's a good way to not make finals. Not only do you not make finals, you don't make finals in the fucking biggest possible way. Giants, what the fuck? It's just filth from the from the. Did Giants. the Giants only need one more win to have snuck in? Uh, well, they needed a yeah. few more results go their way, but that yeah. and that and percentage, yeah. So yeah. really, like in the last five or six weeks of the year, I think they only won one or two games. So it was the same for Melbourne. They had the opportunity and they just cooked it. Yeah, Melbourne literally just had to win one more game, and it was that that back to back loss to Sydney and Freo that fucked them. Yeah. And the thing that fucked Giants was the week before they lost in the last quarter to Melbourne, and the week before when they got thrashed by Adelaide. Yeah, that was a bad one. Yeah, fuck the Giants. I'm sick of them. <laughs> Strip them down. Well, Zach Williams is gone. Aiden Core's gone. Jeremy Cameron hasn't signed yet, which is weird. Really, he's, like, if you, he's out the yeah. door. Uh, Tom, I've heard you. <clears throat> I've heard Geelong. Yeah, I've heard so too. Uh, we had a run at him, I think, I want to say last season, but obviously, you know, didn't have the money. But I reckon he's from Bendigo. He's a country boy. Get him down to the G-Town. I hope it's a Buddy Franklin situation where Brisbane have just had it locked away all year and it's just going to come out. <laughs> Get banned from trading for fucking 10 years because of it. Whatever. We'll have the we'll have the team. Eddie's <laughs> head just explodes. Yeah. Good luck stopping us. Get Fuck. fucked, Gil. Imagine yeah. Fagan headbutting Gil. <laughs> Get out of Queensland. Oh, that'd be so good. But I'm um, not good on the Saints. This is really this is really good for them. Like the signs have been there for, you know, a while. And this is like I tell you what, Carlton, when they sacked Brett Ratton, they basically curse their club to be doing what they're doing now. Meanwhile, he comes yep. into the Saints, turns them around, invests in the youth, gets the message across. And yes, like the talented players are there and they're playing a few more years. But Ratton's the magic coach, man. He's got the... I, I, I love watching him talk. He talked um, yep. pre-game about his disappointment, I think, in 98 mm. final series. So, you know, using that as like a nice sort of galvanizing thing. Fuck, I love Ratton. And uh, I love St. Kilda. Yeah. Speaking of teams that only want to play one quarter, fucking hell. Essendon gave the biggest shit about winning this game for about a 15-minute window. Uh, <laughs> stretched it out for half an hour, we would have won. They nearly did it. They wanted to do it for Wusha, and then they shit themselves. Well, no, I don't think they did want to do it for Wusha. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they like Wusha. No, don't they hate Rutten? What if they actually loved Wusha? What are they like, do it for Wusha? And then they looked up at the coach's box and Rutten was smiling because they were winning and they went, nah, fuck this shit. Oh, uh, hey, no one was smiling because we weren't winning at any point oh, except for very briefly in the first quarter. That'll do it. Essendon football team is imploding and it's very upsetting. <laughs> I, I, think, I think this result 
and and the way this game played out is so indicative of both teams. Like yeah. Melbourne nearly shit the bed repeatedly. Essendon just decided to turn up for one quarter, and both yeah. teams didn't play finals. Yeah. Uh, after both teams being highly favoured to definitely play finals. Um, yeah, and there was a lot of alarming stuff that came out of this game. So Essendon have delisted five players. Sean McKernan probably, well, is definitely the biggest one out of the lot. He struggled to get a game this year, and when he did play, he he has, like, a problem that a lot of our forwards have where he's, like, very inconsistent. But the problem is when you're very inconsistent and you're already not in your... Your best isn't a lock for the best, like, top 22. Yep. You're in trouble. Um, so that sucks. He When he was good, he was good. Uh, we had two retirements, obviously. Uh, Connor McKenna is going back to Ireland, and Tom Balchamb is retired. Uh, he's gone off to be aerodynamic in heaven. But and- a bit of controversy around that one, though. <laughs> yeah, Boucher. so that apparently he was loved around the club. Everyone loved Tom Balchamb as he stood by the club during the drug saga. I loved him. Uh, whenever he was getting around the boys, everyone lifted. The team loved him. Ben Rotten didn't play him as a farewell game, so he didn't get a farewell, like a retirement game. And uh, apparently, a lot of players very unhappy with that decision, including Hooker and Hurley, who are very good friends with him, to the point where there's now rumours that they are going to walk away from Essendon. Two very important aspects of our team that have played for us for 10 years. Uh, both one club players, just ready to go. So yeah, fuck. Is the, yeah. uh, is the player yep. getting a medical in South Australia... Um, a very fast businessman? No. A very fast bleach blonde psycho man? Yeah. It's Aratio. Yeah. I was going to say, Joel, I heard a thing about him today, which is that he just today became a member of a, a golf club in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. That is the, that's the type of rumour that always starts stuff like this. Like people like, oh, someone's wife just got a job at a school. <laughs> Hey, no, that happened. Yeah, do, you remember when, do you remember when Lockie Neal's wife got a job in Queensland yes. or something like that? Yeah. Like six yeah. weeks before the, the decision that he was leaving? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we've lost a bunch of players. I think these trade rumours will probably settle down a little bit. Like as in um, Hooker and Hurley probably won't go anywhere. Mm. Hurley won't. Hooker would if a club came to him. Because he yes. got dropped. Like he's not even... Sometimes yeah. Essendon don't even want him in the team, weirdly, this year. Well, apparently uh, him and Rutten he's... just do not get on at all. And he's filthy yeah. because um, three or four years ago, he was offered millions to go to Freo at the end of the supplement saga. And he said, no, I'm going to stick by the Bombers. Signed a, a longer deal, uh, signed a similar deal, but on a lot less money to you know prove yeah. he was a team man. Same with Hurley. Um, yep. And now this is happening. This is happening. So they've proved they're a team man and the team has been like, actually, fuck the team. Boys, if you remember, this isn't the first thing that would have pissed them off. Do you remember when they both got kicked out of the leadership group? Yep. That was at the start of the year, wasn't it? Or last year? Oh, uh, it might have been two years ago, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I can't see Hurley leaving, but Hooker, I think like if if like a North Melbourne or someone was like, oh, we'll give you an extra two years, then he'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Well, that would be sad. Uh, I have a lot of players' badges, and by the end of this trade saga, I might need to buy new ones, because uh, I don't think I'll have oh, any of the players left. This is a rumour that I have been told several times for like the last three weeks, and that's that Dylan Shield is looking to move back to New South Wales, but yeah. to, to Sydney Swans. The Shield thing is that Essendon 
I now I'm playing into a part that I fucking hate. The media since the drug saga seems to kind of have a free pass to just say whatever they want about Essendon. Yeah. And it's really hard to tell sometimes what is just bullshit and what is cuz like and this sounds like I'm just being like a one-eyed supporter, but you'll notice it like a lot of the time, even like the Connor McKenna thing. The fact that they dug the heels so hard into that, but then like Eddie Maguire this week was out clubbing with his daughters when he was meant to be in a hub. Sons uh, doesn't have daughters. Reconnaissance mission. Uh, to a burlesque uh, club. You know, wanted, yeah. to, wanted to do some research to see how Victoria could reopen their strip clubs again, I suppose. He's such a fuckwit. Oh. Eddie, just say, yeah, I was at a club. And well, I got to lie and be like, oh, I was doing, I was compiling a research report for the Victorian government. But but even the thing where he's <laughs> like, were. technically, he can go to the club because he's not in the bubble. He's up there as a media role, so he's a member of the public. Like, yes, he can go, but he's also the president of a football club, and his team are yeah. about to go into finals, and they've had so many controversies. Just shut, just keep. Don't go to the club, Eddie. Don't go to the club. Yeah. Just yeah. wait yeah. two weeks, mate. Your team will be out of the finals, then everyone can go to the club. Yeah, Mad Monday. <laughs> First week of finals. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, with the Shield thing, apparently Shield was also really unhappy because when he signed to Essendon, the leadership group came to him and were like, we're a really tight-knit group. And then Hurley and Hooker immediately got dropped from the leadership group and Danaher was rumoured to leave and Shield was like, this club is shambles. But yeah. that is also like, like, it's hard to tell if that actually happened. Sliding doors, boys. Uh, St Kilda offered Shield way more money than Essendon, but he he chose Essendon. Could Correct. be the Saints right now. Could be playing finals. But could this be, happens. Could be playing for a great coach. This, I mean, we'll see. Maybe Truck's great. Maybe Hooker <laughs> and Hurley are the problem. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> I mean, Hurley is be- Essendon. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was, I was literally about to say, like, it's so... Hooker is a bit of a wild card, and I can understand him bringing people the wrong way. But if there is a man more who bleeds the sash more than Michael Hurley, then I don't know if they exist. Yeah, well, another thing that's kind of also happening is Rutten is doing really weird stuff. Like, he played Hurley up forward for the first half of this game, which I haven't seen since, like, 2010. Yeah, Truck's fucked. I wonder if... I I think what's happening here is Truck's a defensive coach... Truck clearly likes the younger, def- like, because he's playing like people like Zerk Thatcher on fucking who was who I can't remember who it was, but it was like one of the best forwards in the game. I think he spent time on Hawkins and Hawkins. Hawkins, that's who him. I was fucking thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, that's a um, man versus a boy. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a man versus a baby. <laughs> yeah, in this case, Hawkins is a baby because he looks like a genetically modified toddler. <laughs> yeah, look, Essendon, there's a lot going on. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure that, like, once the dust settles of this... Fingers crossed for you, Joel. Yeah. Look, Good luck, mate. Yeah, yeah. thanks. I need it, because, again, uh, I, we need to move on, but my club is just so fucked that it's really hard. Essendon haven't had a proper rebuild in a while. Yeah. Arrogance. The- Correct. They've just kind of churned the water a bit, because Dodorio or Dodario or Dodoro is a fucking idiot. He's the so, worst list manager in the AFL. Sorry, Joel. Dodo. He's a he's, fucking dodo. Make him extinct. Get he's him out of here. He's been there 20 years. Haven't won a final in 15. Now I'm fired up. I hate him. Get he's, rid of him. He's, well, he's, he plays hard ball and then doesn't go after anyone but the same players. Like He's like, oh, we need a tough inside midfielder. We need a tough inside midfielder. No, you don't. Start looking for diff... Like, use those we draft forwards. picks. <laughs> get some forwards. Trade Joe Fourth, Danaher when yeah. he was at the height of his... He still was going to get capital last year. Trade him out. Get him out of there. He clearly didn't want to be there. Get Orazio yeah. out of there last year as well. Joe Danaher's well, not worth anything now. 
Pick no. 40. Yeah, well, the, I think the thing with him is... Sorry, Joel, we're kicking you while you're it? down. No, it's <laughs> I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> it's not you, mate. It's your club. Pack of cunts. He, uh, his job is very much on the line. There's been speculation that he's going to not have a job soon, too. Good. So that's good. Who's um, who's he got photos of to still have a job? Like, fucking hell. <laughs> he's got Wusher pissing on the side of a <laughs> pub or something. <laughs> um, Stewie. Yeah, that's a fish... Yeah, that's official news. We can talk about it. <laughs> sheeds. Videos of Sheeds taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> sheeds taking a shit on the Giants jumper or something. <laughs> um, yeah, so if anyone's wondering what that's in regards to, uh, Stuart, <laughs> staffers for the Gold Coast Suns who weren't happy with this year leaked photos of Stewie Jew taking a piss on a building. A video. And, yeah, a vi- sorry, a video of him taking a piss. And I guess tried to use it as blackmail, but the AFL were like, "We don't care." Also, what the fuck? It was from a while ago as well, too. Yeah, like yeah, it- that's what I heard today. It was from two years ago, yeah. And then it was yeah. like shared amongst a, a you know group chat, and they said that they deleted it, and then it's just re it's come up again because they got fired. Yeah, they leaked it to the newspaper. It's a pretty yeah. dog move. Yeah, big dog move. Yeah. Um, let I the man piss. Remember- yeah. Sometimes a man's got to piss. Sometimes a man's <laughs> got to piss. Sometimes everyone... Look, not even a man. Everyone's got to piss. Yeah. Look at, look at Stewie Jew. You know that he had 400 beers that night. Yeah. yeah. Tell. Leave him alone. Leave anyone alone. Once <laughs> someone drinks 100 beers in a night, doesn't matter who, they are allowed to piss on the side of a building. That's yeah. the rule. It's true. He had 400. He could have cashed that in four times. <laughs> uh. Right. Uh, Essendon's in shambles. Hopefully by next season I'm happier because the dust has settled a bit. But also, oh yeah, what I was going to say, this is a mess, but my brain's also a mess thinking about how depressed I am because of Essendon. But yeah, with the drug supplement thing, people kind of treat that like it was a rebuild, but it wasn't because we just flooded our team with top-up players. Where if you were rebuilding, we would have had draft picks. Something that got taken away from us due to the supplement saga. So we haven't can always get draft picks by trading out top talent. Uh, A good list manager would be willing to sacrifice some short-term pain for some long-term gain. Look at Andy McGrath. Yep. Hey. Um, Also, you mentioned Kyle Hooker. I think you mentioned it, Tom. He had the offer from Freo. If he, if Essendon had let him go, that would have triggered pick two. So they could have got McGrath and McCluggage. Fine. You know what I mean? Or McGrath but and Taranto, who played yeah. together at junior level. They sort of hedged their bets and went, uh, nah, I think we can do this. Yeah, but and they think just about lingered many- on. Yeah, but Hooker, we won heaps of games off his boot. Yeah. How many finals? None. Mm. See a Dodoro? Yeah. There's the Dodoro. Don't don't let the Dodoro hit you on the ass, mate. He's a bit of a Ross Lyon, I think. I think he likes garlic. Oh. Yeah, look, look, we'll find out. Everything's fucked. Essendon are no good, and I'm up, upset. Right, next game. Uh, despite potentially a fairy tale end to the season, Adelaide did lose a game. Yep. Uh, so after not winning for 15 games in a row, 14, 14 games in a row, they then won three on the trot. Everyone yep. was like, "Fuck, they've turned it on." Then they got smashed by Richmond. And, yeah. Yep. They're rebuilding. Next year, they'll hopefully win a couple more. Yeah. Well, hopefully, they'll lose more. Um, I think uh, Taylor Walker became the leading goal kicker for the club. He did. Yep. He passed uh, Godra. 441. Big. Way to Big. fuck up keeping him goalless, Richmond. God. 
You just continue to disappoint. Funny. Yeah, they're no good. Next game, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's <laughs> nothing else to talk about. Adelaide finished bottom of the ladder. Uh, North Melbourne are very lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next game, Brisbane held off Carlton. One. Yeah. Good work, well Brisbane. Yep. Yep. Thanks. It's, was this it's, another game where the weather was, all was down to like me. the inside? The weather was atrocious. Yeah. Um, if you did not barrack for either team, I wouldn't hate you for turning the channel over. Um, <laughs> shocking weather. <laughs> Brisbane did their thing that they they do a lot where they just absolutely turned it on for a quarter and murder a team. And then yep. Carlton sort of just lingered, but Brisbane were never really threatened. They just, yeah. Um, Daniel Rich had a fucking huge game. I don't think he's, there's anything better in footy than Daniel Rich kicking a goal on the run from outside 50. He did with, a wet, with a wet ball, too. Yeah, he kicked yeah, two goals. That's heavy Mitch level. Robinson kicked two. Link McCarthy kicked two. It was going off. Robbo kicked two in a row. Yeah, and he, he nearly he could have kicked three. Fuck. He, he almost had another crack. He was fired up. I think Whoever he was, was fired yeah. up because it was Cade Simpson's last game, and he loves... Like, this is the thing I love about Robbo is he bleeds for Brisbane, but he also loves Carlton because they're, you know, you know who he was. And he's, he's a big fan of Cade's, clearly. They had a big chat and a hug after the game. Mm. And uh, I think he was like, you know what, Katie, I'm going to kick heaps of goals for you for your last game. <laughs> it might be good for you, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> he was good. Robbo's just getting warmed up because he, yeah. knows, he knows what's coming in the next game. And what's coming is a life ban for murdering Tom Lynch. <laughs> Oh, if Tom Lynch plays, fuck. if he Do you gets reckon up. Tom Lynch is going to ask to sit this one out just in case? I reckon he will. I reckon he'll be like, oh, Dim, my hamstring's a bit tight. Dim will be like, yeah, right, mate. Yeah, yeah okay. Fucking dogs. Yeah. So, Robert uh, will nah, have to take his good. frustration out on someone else and just, I don't know, punch Dusty. Re- if Rewalt is just shitting himself, being like, please play Tom Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> um, this game, I th- yeah, it was Channel 7, which... Was annoying and just a bit of a precursor to what I'm going to have to cop during the finals, which is a bunch of fuckwit commentators who don't really know anything about Brisbane. Yeah. Just the usual shit. Fuck me, this Sony Bravia. Like, do you guys ever watch the post-game thing where <laughs> yeah. Richo has to give out the, the TV. fucking yeah, TV it's really to the bad. best player? It's really bad. Jesus. They don't even try and hide the fact that they have to say the name of the TV and the brand like four times. Yeah. The interviews even start now with not just not footy chat, but just... Where are you going to put name brand TV? Oh, yeah. Is your partner going to love name brand TV? They just keep fucking saying it. Yeah. Sick of it. Who's your- Unless you want to give me one, then go <laughs> yeah. for it. Well, I guess you got... Because this, this com- in my opinion, the Saturday night commentary crew might be the worst mm, because yeah. it's usually what, Lingy, Richo yeah. and Darcy, a Brayshaw. Lingy, Lingy, I'm starting to think, boys. I probably thought this for a while. He might be the worst special comments person outside of Wayne Carey. Joe yeah. Watson. Job is so shit. Last <laughs> night, he was horrible, man. Daisy Pierce, I've said this before, her and Hodgie belong on Fox because yep. their analysis of the game is fucking great. Daisy will say something incredible. They'll all go silent because they don't know how to respond to insight. And then yep. Job will just like be like, yeah, yeah, it's like, um, it's like what Daisy said. Yep. Same thing. <laughs> Even like Job does it with everyone. Bruce will say a comment and then they'll... I'll throw it to Job, and he'll be like, yeah, yeah, it's like what Bruce said. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got no original thoughts in his fucking brain. Oh, he's got... Sean, he's got a lot of original thoughts. Unfortunately, none of them are about the game that's unfolding. <laughs> like we've discussed before, Job's strengths are before the game and after the game, when mm. he can just make the most special of comments. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, 
Job, if you're just going to be there and tell us about Kale Hooker's pet turtle that you have to look after, <laughs> you can commentate every game. That's fine. Uh, just bring that level of weirdness to the actual, like, to the game. Be like, fucking Robbo's kicked two in a row. Uh, that reminds me of that time he got two kills in a row in his esports team. <laughs> and then trail off and talk about that. That's good. And, but also make sure, Job also, another thing with him is when he says just crazy stuff that is just so out of place, he says it with the same level of conviction of him being like, yeah, yeah, I agree with what Daisy said. Football is a game. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm his pet turtle. Everyone's like, what? Um, yeah. Give him a bit of time. He could bring, see, he could bring personality to the commentary team. Potentially, or he also might not. But no, he no, could see, bring- Joshua, see Joel, he's I, fucking shit. Joel, I, again, I don't want to hurt you here, mate, because I know he's a legend of the club that you love, but Job can't bring personality to the game because he doesn't have one. Yeah, oh. that's fair. That's <laughs> it. He's very, he's, he's Luke Darcy, you know? And I tell you what, I've decided Luke Darcy might actually be my least favourite main commentator, not special comments, that's Wayne Carey, um, but like oh, your yeah. main commentator. Darcy doesn't know players has zero ability to get excited and has a cushy media job because he was like, boys, let's be real. If I say, like, name the three best Bulldogs players of all time, Luke Darcy's not in that three. No, no, no way. No. Libba. Libba. Chris Grant. (laughs) Chris Grant, Scott West. West, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Yeah, here we go. Jose Romero. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Acker. The Bont. Acker Manus. Current Tom liver. Boyd probably has one. Fucking yeah, fuck Picken, yeah. Boyd did Bob Murphy, Boyd, mate. Boyd did more for that footy club in one game than Luke Darcy did in like three hundred <laughs> games. Yeah, look, undersized Ruckman. He was an All Australian, man. Yeah, what a disgrace. He Darcy's- actually shared. He shared the MVP award one season with Michael Voss, and I just feel for Vossy having to stand next to that fucking dickhead. Just <laughs> he's yeah, Darcy, and also Darcy's other annoying thing was he was whinging about the lockdown in Melbourne, and it was like yeah. Darcy. You're a millionaire. Shut up, Darcy. You, yeah. You have a cush. You're complaining about how hard it is. You've got two cushy jobs in the media that you got because you happened to be playing football for a bit. Yeah, shut up, Darcy. Terrible caller. Luke Darcy, the Judds, they can get on a ship and I'm going to shoot it with a fucking oh, cannon. Yeah. I'm so glad Chris Judd doesn't do a lot of commentary because, oh, I'd want I hate looking at his head. Yeah. <laughs> hate him. <laughs> there's aerodynamic and then there's fucking. I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, but it looks he- like if I touch it, if I touch it, my hand's going to sink into infinity. <laughs> Chris Judd looks like Jason Statham had a fuckload of Botox and it went bad. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. Uh, Hawthorne absolutely demolished uh, Gold Coast. Yeah, I didn't tip it. Sean said we're an idiot for not tipping it. Oh, uh, boys, this was the one. I be- highlighted this. And I because said, of the retirements? Gonna, this is going to carry me into the top ten. Yeah, the retirements, but also Gold Coast put the flag up, mate. This is their typical bullshit. At the end of the season, they're absolutely cooked. Yeah. They were missing a few players. Sexton kicked three. That's pretty good news for them. (sighs) But when your club kicks eight goals and the other club kicks 17 goals, three goals is... And when the other club has such a lead on in the fourth quarter that noted man of zero heart, Alistair Clarkson, decides to play Ben Stratton at full forward (laughs) because he clearly looked at the Gold Coast Suns and went, nah, fuck them. (laughs) <laughs> yep. And Fev was probably watching at home going, you fucking dog, Clarko. <laughs> wouldn't let me kick 100, but you'll let this fuck kick one? God. That's, Only that's his apparently second the longest, career goal. 
the yeah. longest gap between first career and second career goal. It was over a decade between <laughs> between goals. Yeah, good on him. Um, and, and Poppy, Poppy had a good career. Poppy yeah. had a great game. He ran. He uh, he went out today and was like, "Oh, I think I'm playing." Yep, that's right. It's the 2013 Grand Final. Here we fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Hawthorne. Where was this the rest of the season? Um, finishing 15th probably wasn't on their roadmap this year. No. Yeah. I still hate Clarko. Still hate him a lot. I, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure Hawthorne never played in Queensland. <laughs> Jesus. Which seems fucking wild, but I nah. don't think they did. Nah, I think they, they were. No, no, I think they were in Melbourne, and then they were in New South Wales, and then they went to Perth for the hub, and then they went and to hubbed Adelaide. in Adelaide. I don't think they played in Queensland. Well, they're not going to be playing in Queensland this final series either. Let me tell you that. <laughs> no, nah, they did. They did. They played the they Saints did? at Metricon. So once. <laughs> uh, there might have been a few times. I'm prepared to dig deep into this. I've only found one game so far, though. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty That's wild. That's pretty alarming. I, Sean, I think they only played one game in <laughs> Queensland, and I think it was that game against the Saints. Yeah. That's real weird. That's so like- when Burgoyne comes out and says, yeah, we just didn't really like the hub lifestyle, it's like, because yours was completely different. You never got to play in sunshine. <laughs> well, but also their hub life was really hard because they moved constantly. Like they never yeah. got a chance to settle. Hmm. Hawthorne did cop it this year, like that email we got said. Um, but the email went too hard. So I have to counterbalance it by saying, I hope Clarko loses his job. <laughs> oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Oh. I I have the same hatred for Clarko that you have for um Luke Beveridge, except I can back mine up. Everything every single thing he does is annoying. Where Bevo just seems like a great person all the time. Does he though? Yes! Nah, I fucking hope Ratten kills him in the finals. <laughs> I hope he grabs him by the mullet and says, You fuck. Fake dad. You fluky fuck. <laughs> Fake dad. Dad off. How many of the finals coaches have just got huge dad vibes? Chris probably Scott. all of them, because they probably all have kids. <laughs> now, yeah, Chris Scott's got huge, like, surf coast dad vibes. Like, he's a chill dad. If he gets rid of the beard, though, he doesn't have the dad vibe anymore, no, Tom. No. But he's got dad vibes right now. Yeah, Chris absolutely. Fagan's got huge dad vibes, obviously. Yep. Bevo, Bevo has huge yeah. dad vibes. So does Ratten. Yep. So does Ratten. Boys, Ken Hingley's got dad vibes. The fact that he gets in on the song, he's an awkward, daggy dad who happens to be coaching a football team. He's just uh, a piece of I shit. Look, he's in a maybe pile for me. Uh, Dimmer doesn't have dad vibes. He's nah. got fuckwit vibes. Yeah, Bucks Buckley doesn't, doesn't either. Buckley Bucks, doesn't. Yeah. Buckley's got, I don't have a premiership vibes. <laughs> Should have stayed in Brisbane, you fuck. Simpson, um, Simpson has uncle vibes. Yeah. Yeah, but like cunt uncle. Uncle, yeah, <laughs> like that uncle who shot your granddad's bird. That sort of uncle. Sean, are you are you telling us something? <laughs> is there something in your past you want to talk about this week, mate? Oh man, I thought I mentioned that before. That's I can tell you that off air. That's yeah, oh, that's that's <laughs> that's Simpson for me. He's yeah. got that. He's got Uncle Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Uncle> Dick! <laughs> shit! All right. Before we get too deep into the Carno family history, uh, speaking of dead birds, Sydney Swans, uh, Geelong, oh, shit oh, themselves, oh, and Bloody so hell, did you, Tom. 
Boys, I nearly died. Um, and Sorry, I just, Tom. I want to say a big thank you uh, to one of you in particular, mm. and that is Joel the Prophet Dusha, who <laughs> in the fourth quarter, uh, Paddy Dangerfield missed a goal. And I was like, fuck, we needed to kick that. I'm stressed. And the ball went down the other end. And Dusha said, just texted and went, don't worry, mate. They're going to fuck around with it in the forward line for a few minutes. You'll take it coast to coast, easiest goal. That is literally what happened. <laughs> they sort of it bobbled around in their forward line for like a good minute or so, and then it went straight down the other end. Danger kicked another goal. Yeah. Fuck. Um, Tell you what, got out of jail on that one. The profit, yeah. Joel. Yeah. Jesus. The, uh, it it felt good when that happened. Uh, but then I was I was like. Tom, you're you're so home here. But then Sydney came back, and then you were not home. You were. Whew. Look, there were two things. We won the won this game on the back of two players. Uh, yep. One was Paddy Dangerfield going. Well, I'm not getting anything done in the midfield, so fuck you. I'm going to kick some goals, which he likes to do against Sydney. Can I yep. guess the other one? Yep, go. Albert. <laughs> actually, Big actually, Gaz Albert. I wasn't going to say Gaz Albert, but Gaz oh, Albert. How had could a you fucking... forget Albert, mate? He was <laughs> he was in vintage form. He was in vintage form, but there was only one man who saved the game with a smother. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I did have like they done a down the ground camera, some sort of like virtual camera to see if that shot was online. It looked like it was mm-hmm. the way he shapes up and looks up. Blitzarves smothers that ball, but then follows it up, picks it up, and then just boots it. Out of yep. that congested. But yeah, Gaz, I'll tell you what, anyone who was worried that Gaz might be a bit rusty coming off a, a few weeks off, uh, he had yeah. 16 touches, kicked a monster goal, and I think was involved in all seven of Geelong's goals. Yeah, he wouldn't have won without him, Tom. No. He was, um, God, he looks good. God, it just just the little quick little hands, the delays, the little kick. That, that burst of speed he had where he kicked that goal from 50, he looked at Jake Lloyd, who's younger and fitter and quicker, and went, I'm really aerodynamic today, Jake. I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> um, yeah, look, Sydney made me shit my pants. Um, yeah. But if you think I was stressed, uh, I don't know if you've seen this video, boys, but if you think I was stressed, have a thought for the families of the Geelong Footy Club players <laughs> who were the kids and the and the, the wives and partners and everyone in the, in the hub were watching the game on TV. Mm. Uh, 23 seconds to go. Ball is bounced in that last passage. Sydney win the clearance. Uh, Corey Enright's youngest daughter, Luna, yep. walks up, goes over to the Foxtel set-top box that's playing it, and just changes the channel. She's had enough. Yeah. She's had <laughs> yeah, enough. Get rid of it. <laughs> if you if you haven't seen it, just it's either on the it's on the Geelong Footy Club's uh, Twitter and Instagram. It is a classic. She just turns it off. Just goes up, turns it off. Everyone's losing their minds. It's pandemonium in there. And then they turn it back <laughs> on, and there's like a two second delay as they're trying to work out what is the game. Oh, they've won. <laughs> They they turn it back on and I think it's like the NRL game and they're all like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just incredible. She just walks in. You watch the footage. It is incredible. She just walks in, makes a beeline straight to that Foxtel and is like, nah, cunts, I'm watching Bluey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, Tom, so yes. two things that, so yeah, uh, <laughs> big, big Albert and uh, Dangerfield kicking a few goals helped. Tom Papley kicking two goals, five also went in your favor. Uh, he also kicked like two out on the full as well. So. Mm. <laughs> he was hungry to win the game Ugh. and unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, couldn't get it done. Um, but look, the other good thing from this game, Tommy Hawkins won his first common medal. Uh, That's great. Good on him. Good on him. Uh, first person, 
since Tony Lockett to win it once over the age of 30? No, he's the, maybe, but he's also the first Geelong player to win it since Ablett in 89, uh, 90-something. 95, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the oldest person to win it since 97, I think, which is when uh, Lockett, Lockett won. won. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. The other stat that I actually love the most about Hawkins is he's the AFL leading goal kicker. He's also the AFL leading score assist. So when you are playing as the best forward in the comp and then you're also able to get the ball to other people or be involved in other scoring chains, that's that's pretty pretty fucking juicy from uh, the big man. He's but a look, weapon. How many did he kick, Tom? I kicked two, I think. Could he kick? For the year? Was it uh, 42? 42. 42. Should, so, have been, should have been 43, eh? Probably. With that uh, shocking umpiring decision. <laughs> Look, the there was a couple. The there was a couple. Look, I, I wasn't going to mention this because Sydney played really well as well. But there were their first three goals came for some really shithouse decisions. You know what I'd fucking love? I'd fucking love Richmond to get pulled up for that mark infringement fifty that we copped in that first quarter. Because I tell you what, they'd give out a hundred fifties a game. The amount of times Richmond run past in waves to block off like. Exits is ridiculous. Tui got robbed of a mark. Rowan got. There were some just some bad, bad calls. Um, but good news though, Tom. You yeah. won and you're finishing in the top four. Hey, we won and finished the top four. And you know what, boys? It's okay because technically that weekend just gone. That's prelim final weekend. So look, we're a bit rusty. That's fair. We're out of September now. We won't have to play a final in September. So maybe that's the trick. Yeah. All right. So next game, Western Bulldogs needed to win this to make finals. They did. They did. <laughs> Good season, Frio. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Longmere Frio. could be up for Coach of the Year. Nah, not quite. I don't think they would have needed to win a few more. Yeah, but he had a good. He's a good start. He's turned it around. Yeah. They got some young guns. Frio, the sun is finally shining again. The smell of yeah. garlic has faded. Yeah. It's all happening over there. <laughs> and Bevo back in finals. Dogs yeah. looking to cause some chaos. Yeah, Libba good. in career best form. Oh. Yeah, good, good. Well done, dogs. Happy for the Bont. Happy yep. for Libba. Caleb Daniel should be in the All-Australian team. Superstar. I'm really, really... I mean, this is unsurprising, but I'm very happy for Libba because he was really struggling for a while. Like, Yeah. You know like, who I'm a huge fan of? I love Mitch Wallace. Oh. Huh. How how good is Mitch Wallace being like, guys, we don't need a tall forward because it's me. <laughs> He's a fucking jet. <laughs> I, I keep remembering back to how he broke his leg and he missed out on the premiership in 2016. Yep. So, um, if they do pull off that, another miracle, I hope Mitch Wallace wins the Norm Smith medal. That um, that leg break story is that one where Beveridge was like, you can hear him screaming in the rooms. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, Bevo. Tone it down a bit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all me, me, me. It's always got to, always got to be an inspiring story. Fuck up. <sighs> Players are doing the job for you, mate. There is two big issues for Western Bulldogs which is that both Norton and Wallace came off the ground. Yep. Uh during this game. But if they yeah, if they both don't play, without them I'm backing St Kilda. Yeah, me too. But I probably was yeah. going to back St Kilda anyway. I just believe in the power of the rat. That's true. Um so they're waiting for scan results for Norton. Um if it's minor he'll be right, but if Oh, Joel, sorry. I don't care enough about these injuries to let you finish that sentence because there's only one injury that I care about and one miraculous recovery that I care about here at How Good's Footy, <laughs> and that is Harris Andrews will be ready to go for the first week of the finals. He's come back from the dead. Oh, 
I love him. Huge. Yeah. I, oh, I'm excited. I, so, I can't even I can't even contain it, boys. <laughs> I haven't been this excited about footy all year. I can't wait for this game. I'm sick of this one week off bullshit. Get, get, <laughs> get to it. There. Although I think he uh, needs the one week off to make sure he's cherry up. So you need this one week. It's just the, the week. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, actually, no, you're right. But my resting heart rate for this entire week is just going to be off the fucking chain. 160. Oh. I'm sweaty and it's, what, Tuesday? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that brings us into the last game of the home and away season. Yeah. Port Adelaide took on Collingwood. If yep. Collingwood had have won, it would have caused some absolute chaos in the top eight. They didn't, which is good for footy. They've got to yep. go to Perth. Suck shit. Yeah, if I was Collingwood, I'd be shitting my pants about having to fly to Perth and then fly straight back to Victoria almost immediately. That's a lot of flying. Yeah, well, because they've, they've got to fly this week to Perth because they've got to do a seven-day quarantine as well. So yeah. it, it's it's not good for them across the board. Mm. They'd be pretty flat, considering they look yeah. like they were in it too for large portions of it. And eh, uh, Port not just, really. Port just put the foot down when they needed to. It was like, you know, when you just like... Just, just light taps. You play a Mario Kart. And you don't need to hit. You don't need to accelerate the whole way through. Just like cruising. You're on. You're on the 50 cc cup. They don't have to go too hard. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Fuck Collingwood. Fuck sure. the shitty forward line. Fuck them. Sure. You're not going to get anywhere. I'd be. I'd be shocked yeah. if they get through the first week. I don't think they will. Who, uh, who Back to jail. Yeah. Well. It'd be good just to see a flag favourite bomb out in the first round of finals. That would make me happy. Imagine West Coast do the reverse to what Western Bulldogs did to them and they just come out and beat Collingwood by like 60 points. Well, they did already this year. Yeah, they've already absolutely annihilated them. Oh, I remember. Hope they do it again, but double it. 120 points. Hope Liam Ryan kicks 10 goals. Hope Nick Nat kicks 20. And I hope that Jordan Degoe gets hit by a car somehow whilst on the ground. That'd be good. That'd By a stretcher, a stretcher I'm, vehicle. I'm pretty impressed, Joel, <laughs> that you're going to be able to get your car to Perth, actually. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got time. I don't feel bad about saying this. I hope he does his ACL and then they put him on the stretcher car and then he falls off the stretcher car and they accidentally run over him. <laughs> that <laughs> would be good. Um, Sean, I've got a message that I need to read to you while we're on the Port Adelaide game. Yeah. Right. Uh, so my brother just doesn't understand... He wanted, you know, doesn't understand how you can still hate Kenny Hinckley when he's managed to do something incredible, like keep his team on top of the ladder from round one to round eighteen. Okay. Yep. And I and he did listen the other week when you kind of talked your way into giving him coach of the year and talked your way out of it again. Yeah, he doesn't yep. deserve it. So he thinks, and I said, well, look, you've got to understand, Jacob, that Kenny's the original TC. He's the OG TC, and he just said, okay, well, you need to send this to Sean if you want to know about OG TCs. Dwarves and elves felt that the other race was full of OGTCs <laughs> from the dawn of time. The elf king turned his back on the dwarves, but in the end, the two races put their past differences aside and became best friends in Legolas and Gimli. And I quote, never thought I'd die by the side of an elf. How about a friend? Kenny and Vossi are the perfect representation of the dwarf and the elf being friends. Sean... We can become friends with Ken due to our common enemy in me and Richmond. <laughs> Basically, it's okay to backtrack even when you think someone is an OGTC, much like Gimli and Legolas. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. You know what, Jacob? I think I hate Lord of the Rings now. <laughs> Fuck Ken Hinckley. Fuck Port Adelaide. And I can't wait to watch you go out in straight sets. Who oh. do you think is the TC there? Uh, Legolas or Gimli? 
Oh, Legolas. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. We're not going to do profit calls this way because I assume we'll just... Do that next yeah. week because we've got a week we're off. Gonna need, we're going to need stuff in the week off. So, so we'll save yeah. that for next week. So uh, I guess, Joel, have we got any emails? We've got a couple. Uh, so I don't know if you... Well, listeners, if you remember, uh, we got an email from the one, the only Jacob Reed, <clears throat> who let us in on a little secret that one of our listeners, Zach, is a Hall of Famer piece of shit. <laughs> um, so we got a couple of emails about that. Uh, so we got an email from Baz, you know, the one that's in footy jail. No, no, we're not going to read that. Uh, let, look, it's... He's banned. Sean. I'll just summarize. Uh, so the subject is... <laughs> Sean is... Limit. Just so everyone... Now, again, this is an audio medium, so you cannot see the look of fury and disgust on Sean's face right now. But just imagine, you know when Robbo gets paid a free kick against him? Yeah, that's the face. Baz basically goes on to say that he understands that he is a villain of this podcast and he needs to change his TC behavior, but he is disgusted by Zach's behavior and he hopes that it hurts that a TC of a team is even angry at other TC for TCing even harder than Baz did. It's a long-winded thing, but basically, Zach, you've even upset Baz and we hate Baz, so (laughs) that's bad. I don't know about you boys, but that reeks of Baz being like, oh, if I agree with them on this, maybe they'll forgive me. Yeah, oh, shut yeah, up, Baz. No Have a backbone, mate. <laughs> just sit there quietly in your prison cell. <laughs> if you're going to be a villain, destroy the world. Yeah. <laughs> be the villain, mate. Uh, this one's from Matt. Subject, Zach probably leaves at half time. Oh. <laughs> now, before I get started... It takes a lot to make me this angry enough to email, but fuck the cunt. I'm going to have to put some context here. I'm a 24-year member of Richmond. Some would call that child abuse, and well, they aren't wrong. <laughs> My dad always taught us, never leave a game of footy, AFL or local, before the final siren. It shows to everyone else there that you are passionate and truly love the team you support, even through the tough times and the people at the ground tend to respect that, apart from those Collingwood cunts. <laughs> Zach... Is that type of person always wanting to be part of the shout, but is never around when it's, but is never around when it's their round. Oh. Always seems to be in the punters' club, but never actually contributes. Who invited this guy? You know that sort of guy. I hope your pies are always cold and your beers are always warm, Zach. 
It's still more than you deserve. <laughs> P.S. By the way, Tom, I was shitting myself, and if we meet you in the finals, I will be, I will be forever terrified of Geelong at full to near full strength. Thanks for always being there for when I need to pick me up, boys. Matt. So, he's a Richmond supporter scared of Geelong, and Tom, you're a Geelong supporter scared of Richmond, so that's big. Probably best friends. <laughs> like Lesson Gimli. That's it. Fuck. Right here. <laughs> Without the Ken Hinckley. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that is beautiful. Uh, next email, and this is unrelated to Zach, so we've cleared out the Zach emails for now. Uh, Zach, if you're listening, cop that, mate. If you're not listening, actually, also, if you are listening, why didn't you reach out? Defend yeah. yourself, Zach. What, nah, the, what fuck, the fuck? Man. He's not gonna. Yeah, why would he? He's probably he's, left. He's emailed the podcast before, didn't though, go his way. Hasn't he? Unsubscribe. He has emailed before having a crack mm. at my brother. So he's become a coward. Yeah. And now for our last email. Uh, so this one is from Jake. Subject is Geelong and the handsomest man. Hey, Tom. I've just tuned into the Geelong and Swans game. Because I'm hoping I'm hoping they make the top four. I believe you boys can win this, but the main topic I've noticed, Chris Scott is looking like a silver fox. Right? The perfect <laughs> right? combination of yep. the perfect combination of grayish brown beard with the windswept hair combo seems to be perfect. Plus that Brisbane sun. If there's a reason for the cats to win the flag, it's because your coach wants to show off his good looks to the world. <laughs> Cheers, footy profs. Enjoy roasts, Jake. I think Chris Scott might be the hottest coach to ever coach a football team. And Ooh. people who are like, why is he? Why has he gone the beard? Who's told him to go the beard? And it's like his wife. And it's like, yeah, no fucking wonder. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh mate, she gets Tom, to come home to that every day. That's the best. He's definitely the hottest current coach. Who would be? The, who would be hotter than him in the history of? Come on, Sean. Maybe Say no it. one. That's what I or mean. Who? Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, Michael Voss. <laughs> no, Voss is not a good looking man. Nah. Voss is a hey, great. Co- oh, hey, 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 hey! You take that back, <laughs> Sean. All right. Maybe he's not as good looking as Chris Scott, but you you watch yourself, all right? So yeah, um, therefore Jesus. Chris Scott is the best looking coach we've ever had. All right, I'll give Despite you that. Despite all of the terrible things I have said about him, Truck is a very handsome man as well. No, he's not. Nah. He Truck is handsome as hell. Nah, he's, not, he's got a big he's block nowhere head. near as handsome as Chris Scott, mate. Chris Scott is very handsome now, but I reckon if Chris Scott loses his beard, Truck is Truck is definitely one of the more handsome coaches. No, he's not. Chris Scott's like the hottest Scott man. brother. Looks too. like a piece of Lego. <laughs> Email in. Ben Rotten is handsome. I'm not no, losing no, my no. But he's not. Email in. No. Who's hotter than Chris Scott? No one. <laughs> no one. If, if you can objectively find me someone hotter than Chris Scott, I will look it up. And they've got. I'm talking a coach. I'm talking a mm. coach. I'm not talking a player. And I'm not talking about Chris Scott in his playing days. This is this is 2020 Chris Scott. Well, I won't. I won't accept Brad Scott with a beard either because nah. that's just yeah. And no, no. Brad, Brad doesn't look as good as Chris. Never yeah, Brad's has. ugly. Yeah. He's fucking ugly. Played fuck ugly. They might be twins, but he's ugly. Yeah. There's always a hotter um, twin. That's how it works. Damn straight. <laughs> God, the beard is so powerful. It's If we win the premiership, it's it's purely on how good he looks. Yep. He's also a lot calmer this year, I've found. Like, he walks out and he's like, you know, it's just what it is. Here we go. Yep. Um, before we wrap it up completely, though, we do have a... A big announcement. Uh, obviously, with the end of the home and away season, the footy tipping competition has also come to an end. Uh, we do not tip into the finals. You still can. Uh, the app lets you do that. But there's no there's no prize or bragging rights or anything like that. Uh, so um, the winner of the How Good's McDonald's Tipping footy, footy competition 
uh, for 2020 is The Amazing Bagman by one point. That's big. Clear winner. 112. Huge. Now, Sean, I want to give an honourable shout-out here to Nadia T. Do you know why? Tom, I know why, and I wanted to do this as well. Go for uh, it, mate. Huge respect. Huge respect because coming into the final game, uh, I think she was down by one. Is that correct? Yep. That is down by one. Her she had a better margin though, so her only choice was to pick a huge upset and back Collingwood to win, and she did just that. I think she was the only one in the top five with the courage to have a crack and try and win rather than hold position. Unless of course she breaks with Collingwood, in which case uh, I've <laughs> sinned everything I just said. But I don't think she does. She seems like a good person, and um, frankly, sorry, Bagman. I wish Nadia had won because that was <laughs> that, that took courage. That did also. Another shout out, a big shout out to a big fucking legend <laughs> who stormed into the top ten and finished eighth. That's me. Oh, Jesus, fucking Connor hell! With so not only did you storm into the top ten, yeah, uh, you got tipped perfectly this round. First for time the ever. First time this year, boys. And on top of that, point. for the actual round, I was the I was. I came first for the round out of our whole league as well. Oh, Just had a big round. Hell. Big finish. Huge. Yeah. I faded almost as hard as Essendon. I finished 17th. And Tom, I can't even find you. So presumably you finished like 80th. 84th. <laughs> Boys, remember that brief window when I was on the, I was kissing the, the toes of the top 20? Oh. Yeah, Tom, you and I were on the same score at one point. Yeah. Oh, My yeah. goal for the year was to finish in the top 20. And uh, I finished You're in the top, top 10, 10 like a fucking you legend. Beat me by. Four or three. Yep. Man, I'm not going to say what I did because I don't want to give people advice, but I did <laughs> tweak my strategy uh, at a certain point in the season and just fucking skyrocketed. So look, look out next year. That's what I'll say. That's a big That's a big call. That's a big call. Yeah. I want to give a shout out also to Sam Crombie from the footy tipping who finished <laughs> fifth <laughs> with 110, which is uh, two off the win. Yeah. But he tipped... Six correct winners in a round that was pretty easy to tip. So yep. Sam has gone absolutely fucking chaotic in the last round and could have easily won this if he just tipped sensibly. Yeah, he but he it. didn't, and that's good. No, I like Sam, that he went he, chaos because he he what Melbourne. he wanted. He didn't want to just win, boys. He wanted to win by five. No, 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 no. Tom, that's how you tip. Sam should have tipped conservatively and gone for the teams that will win, and then done what I did and backed a Hawthorne. Pick a Smokey. He One just went smoky. fucking wild. Yeah. He was throwing darts at the board. Yeah, Sam, he, he, he come went on, smoky. Every team was a smoky for him. Yeah, it was just bloody wild. Um, I, I don't know what the prize is. I don't know if we ever talked about uh, that. But Bagman, email the show. Get in touch yeah, with us. Bagman, please email us the show. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we'll get in contact and we'll send you something. Uh, just a reminder, uh, Bagman, that email address is howgoodsfooty at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter, everybody else, to let us know what you think of Sean's incredible tipping feats. Uh, in 2020, uh, you can find us on Twitter um, at How Goods Footy or individually. I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Carney from 55, and I'm at Douche 13. Uh, send us emails about who is the most handsome coach to write footy history. Bagman, email us for a prize. Everyone else, just email us to let us know how rowdy you are. Uh, if you've got any <laughs> kind words for me, because my team is in absolute shambles, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, looking forward to a bye week next week. We can just go through all the news stuff. It'll be hectic. Man, boys, I can't wait for a How Goods Footy Grand Final. Fucking hell. I'm going to die.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.